This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. I'm Brina Garen, and you're listening to Hex Positive. Welcome, witches. This is a special anniversary bonus episode of Hex Positive. I'm your host, Brina Garen, and I'm very pleased to announce that I've started writing another book. It's way too early to give it a title or to entirely know what all it's going to cover, but I've started writing a bunch of new articles that I'm very excited about. Some of those I'm calling witchcraft exercises. Think of them like homework for witches. It's a variety of activities that you can do in your free time to increase your knowledge, enhance understanding, and help you advance in your craft. I've started sharing some of these exercises on my Tumblr and my WordPress, but as a special treat, I'm narrating some of them here for all of you to enjoy. Don't worry, there will be transcript links in the show notes. So, without further ado, let's begin. Exercise 1. Quantifying your craft. Witchcraft is a complicated business. There are lots of moving parts, dozens of things to study, and so much information to try and keep straight in your head. It's easy to become overwhelmed. Sometimes we forget things. Not just when the full moon is, although plenty of us do, but what it is we want to do with our craft. And sometimes we feel like we've lost our drive. Like whatever motivated us to become witches in the first place has somehow slipped away, leaving us with just the dregs. Sometimes we feel stuck, unable to make progress. It's easy to become frustrated, too, but it's important to push on. To that end, I offer this exercise. Choose a journal or open a Word document and begin quantifying your craft. Start by outlining the broad concepts. Do you follow a particular path or tradition? How would you classify your craft, i.e. green witchcraft, cottage craft, sea, lunar witch, and so on? Do you work with any deities, and if so, which ones? Do you work alone or with others? How long have you been practicing? What, to you, is the most important aspect of your craft? Then, get into your working space. Do you have an altar? If so, what's on it and why? Do you have a dedicated workspace or a place that you like to go to work magic outside of your home? If you could describe your ideal workspace, what would it look like? Next, describe your tools. Do you have cards or runes or a wand or other specialized tools that you work with? What do you use most frequently? Do you have any favorites? Do you make or grow any of your components? Where do you acquire the things you use in your magic if you can't make them at home? Do you have a personal library? 
What are your favorite sources of information? Do you have ritual garb or jewelry that connects you with your craft? Sketch out your year as a witch. What holidays do you observe and how do you celebrate them? What seasonal festivals or special occasions do you mark? Which ones do you enjoy the most? Is there a time of year when you feel more energized? Once you have all of this recorded, think back to what first interested you in magic and witchcraft and describe that. Was it a movie? A favorite book? A personal experience? Were you raised in the craft or did you come to it on your own? What made you decide to become a witch? Then, think about how you've progressed since you started. Have you achieved a particular goal you set when you began, or are you closer to achieving it than you were? What have you gotten really good at? Where are you still struggling? Where would you like to be a year from now? Are there things you'd like to try but haven't yet? And of course, if anything else occurs to you, write that down too. There is no need to share these thoughts with anyone if you don't want to. This is purely a personal exercise to help you understand where you are, where you've come from, and where you want to go. Quantifying this information might provide some much-needed inspiration, in addition to helping you solidify any nebulous thoughts that might be floating around. It's much easier to progress in your craft if you have an outline for what you're already doing. Exercise 2. Home Brews there are a lot of opinions in the modern witchcraft community about what sorts of things make the best components for spells. Some go simple, some go fancy. Most published sources focus on specialized materials like crystals, ritual tools, or plants you aren't likely to find outside an occult shop or a botanical supplier. But any broke witch you talk to will extol the virtues of working with inexpensive common materials from everyday shops, or even just items you have lying around the house. So to that end, here is an exercise you can do at home to familiarize yourself with your available resources and brainstorm new ideas. Select one room of your home. It can be any room you wish. If you're not sure where to start, the kitchen is usually a good place. Sit in the room for a while and thoughtfully examine the objects around you. Open drawers and cabinets if necessary. Select five to ten items and make a list of them. Write down all the magical correspondences of the items that you can think of. Brainstorm five ways that each item can be used in a magical working. Brainstorm ten ways that the items can be used in combination with each other. If you're feeling extra creative, try to write a spell that incorporates as many of the items as possible. Repeat this with other rooms and other items. This will help you build a list of ideas of what you can do with the materials you have to hand, as well as helping you practice identifying magical correspondences. For bonus points, turn the exercise around by listing five types of spells and sussing out how to cast multiple examples of each one using just the items you can find around your home. Pro tip, don't just limit yourself to herbs and art supplies. Get creative. Exercise 3. Dig through the ditches. While we may not all be able to go for a woodsy hike to connect with our local land spirits and find wild herbs, there is always some sort of ecosystem around us. Making that connection and identifying useful plants can be done just about anywhere. 
First, identify your region and find a field guide to the local flora. You'll want something small enough to carry that has color photographs and detailed descriptions. Peterson's Fields Guides makes very good ones for the U.S. Publishers and availability will vary according to location. There are also plant identification apps like Plantifier, LeafSnap, iNaturalist, and SmartPlant that you can install on your phone. Next, take a stroll. Visit your local community park or green space, or just check out the roadside weeds growing nearest your home. There's always something. If you don't feel comfortable lingering in one place long enough to analyze the plants on site, take some pictures on your phone. That way, you can identify and read about them later. Take notes about the plants you find. What are their magical uses? Is there any folklore connected to them? Were they ever used in medicine? Where were they growing? What sort of feeling did the plant give you, if any? How do they fit into the local biome? Is it a native species, an introduced one, or an invasive one? If you happen to find something that might be useful in your craft, you can go back and collect a small sample, provided the plant is not endangered or likely to harm you, and is growing in a public space. State and national parks do not count as public spaces. They're great for pictures and study, but please refrain from collecting plants there. When in doubt, leave it be. I wouldn't advise using roadside plants for anything you plan to ingest, but they're still great for spells, offerings, and the burning bowl. A good rinse and hang dry is highly recommended to make sure your specimens are as clean as they can be. Make sure you label your specimen bundles and any jars you use for storage to make later identification easier. You can press leaves and flowers and tape them into your witch book or include illustrations or photos with your notes. All of this will help you learn about and connect with the land around you, even if you live in an urban or highly developed area. The energy is always around us. We just might need to be still a little while and look a little harder to find it. I hope you've enjoyed these exercises. Give them a try the next time you find yourself wondering about the next steps in your craft, or if you happen to need new energy or fresh motivation. Remember to check the show notes for the transcripts, or visit my WordPress blog and search Witchcraft Exercise to bring up all the relevant articles. If you'd like to support this new project, as well as my ongoing ones, please visit patreon.com slash for information on patronage, rewards, and bonus material. Remember to rate and review Hex Positive on Apple Podcasts to help the show reach new listeners. And if you'd like to check out my already published works, visit my online shop at brienegarin.wordpress.com shop. Until next time, I'm Brina Garin, reminding you to stay safe, wear your mask, get vaccinated, and never stop learning. Hex Positive is a proud member of the Nerd and Tie Podcast Network. Check out everything they have to offer, including our sibling podcast, BS Free Witchcraft, over at nerdandtie.com. Intro and outro music by Kevin McLeod. For all the latest updates, follow at hex underscore podcast on Twitter. You can also follow me at at Brina Garin on Twitter and Instagram. For more information on my books, you can check out my WordPress and my Amazon author page. And if you'd like to support the show, please visit patreon.com slash Stay safe, wash your hands, and remember, always practice safe hex.